Psalm 23, one of the favorite Psalm of everyone. Say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Beautiful psalm. We know it from childhood. Yesu mera, khudavand mera charwaha hai, johawa mera charwaha hai, aur wo meri dek bhaal karta hai. Spiritual leadership is feeding and leading people. And that's what the great shepherd does. That's what Christ taught to his disciples when he's on earth. That if you are the shepherd, as a good shepherd, you need to lead and feed God's people. When he was restoring Peter, and I'm sure when Peter is writing this letter, he remembered the words of Jesus when he called him, that Peter, you are a co-shepherd with me, and your responsibility is to feed the lamb. The story is found in first, the Gospel of John, chapter 21. I want you to read that with me. And I'm sure when, when Peter is writing to the Christians in this letter, he has his own story in mind, which Christ has told him. Chapter 21 and verse 15, the last chapter in the Gospel of John, when they had finished eating, I'm reading from verse 15, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lamb. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, said to him Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was heard because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, again, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead and lead you where you where do you do you want do you don't want to go this is what peter was peter knew his own calling that one day jesus when he restored him he has called him to lead feed the flock which god has given under his care and my dear ones no matter where you are whether you are small group leader or whether you are a pastor of the church, or one, one of you elder, or even as the head of the family, or you have some responsibility at work as a manager or supervisor, all of you are in the leadership role. And all of us can learn from this passage that how to take care of God's people. This is what the gist of the message is. 
At the end of the day, the, what is spiritual leadership? We talk so much about the spiritual leadership is leading and feeding of God's people by spiritually mature, spirit-led and filled believers. They do this willingly, sacrificially, and unselfishly. They are servant leaders who lead by example. At the end of the day, their rewards come from Christ himself. All of us. And this is what Peter is teaching to you, me, and everyone. That we have responsibility. If you are a husband, you are the head of the family. You are the leader of your family. If you are wife, you are a co-leader of your family. If you are elder or what small group leader. And I think this message is coming to us on the right time. Only in God's sovereignty can design this message today on the first week of December. Because for all of us in coming year, 2019, some of you sign up as elders. Some of you sign up as small group leaders. Some of you sign up to serve. So this is very applicable to all of us today to learn from this because we're going to continue to commit ourselves to serve God. So I believe in God's servant. He thought first week of December, I will bring this message to the people in UCC so that they can, they can learn from the word of God how to serve effectively in the kingdom of God. Spiritual leadership is leading and feeding God's people. John R. W. Scott, a very good British author wrote this. He said, God has a leadership role for each of us. Listen to this. He said, God has a leadership role for each of us. You know, there was a time and we, we, we get this from the, you know, our uh, Catholicism parents. When they differentiated between the layman and the lady, they said the, there's a preacher and there's a layman. So there was a clear-cut clear -cut divide between the layman and the lady. But if you look at the biblical leadership, biblical leadership is not divided into the layman and the lady. Biblical leadership is based upon the spiritual gift, and it's the plurality of the leadership. It's not one leader. It's not one pastor. No, it's a bunch of people together with the pastor leading and feeding God's people. I believe the spiritual leadership is not a one-person show. I believe it's not a hero mentality what we have in our churches that one person doing the all thing. I believe the spiritual leadership is to be done by the group of people and should be done for the glory of God. And the job of all of us is to lead the lead and feed. I got a compliment I was, when I was in India. He said, as one of my relatives, they, they look, they see it us on Facebook Live nowadays. And he said, Jija uh, Ji, are you no more the pastor of the church? He said, what do you mean? He said, when we see that, first somebody else comes and reads the Bible, and then somebody is, Pastor Pera is doing all the, all the leading, and you just come to give the sermon. I said, well, that's a good thing, don't you think? Don't you think that's the way the church is supposed to run? It's not one person doing. The purpose of church is all the people who are gifted in various ways, they should be doing. They, whoever is good at something, that person should be doing. I said, if I'm leading the song, I'm going to mess up. I'm glad Pastor Pera is doing the leading the song because he does the, he does the best time. And I, I'm glad, you know, Alan is doing the English worship because I know he does the best time. I will, I'll not be able to do anything like that. 
Spiritual leadership is not one-man show. Spiritual leadership, as John Stott said, God has a leadership role for each of us. We need then, this is what we need to do, to seek his will with our, all our hearts. To cry to him to give us a vision of what he's calling us to do with our lives. My dear ones, listen to me. You're entering in 2019, and God is bringing this to each one of you. If you want to lead or serve on anywhere, you need to sit and pray and ask God, where do you want me to serve? Where you, what do you want me to do in your kingdom? How, and give me the vision how to do that. Yes, we have a juicy vision, but you need to ask your personal vision also, God, how do you want me to serve? How, how, how should I accomplish that? This is what the leadership on the small group, or no matter where you are, is all about. He says, we need then to seek his will with all our heart to cry to him to give us a vision. You know, many people get very emotional and sign up on various seats, not knowing where you want to serve. No, you really need to ask God, where should I serve? Because when we do ask God, that's when you're going to be happy. That's when you make somebody else happy. Otherwise, you're just doing the chore because pastor told you to do it. And many people are, pastor never asked me. Why should I ask you? Don't you have heard enough of my preaching that I don't believe in asking? I believe in that if you are gifted, then you should be giving your name. Pastor or anyone should not be asking you. You should be coming a volunteering yourself. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to serve. It's a ministry of a service need to be done voluntarily as God leads you to do things. John State gave us beautiful, he said to cry to him to give us a vision of what he's calling us to do with our lives and to pray, hello, beautiful, and to pray for grace to be faithful. Not necessarily successful. That's a very key term. We all want to become successful. But you know all what God wants you to do? Be faithful. He said, you serve faithfully, I will make you successful. You be faithful, I'll make you fruitful. Many of us do not take responsibility because we want, we don't want failure in life. Said, or if, what if I don't succeed? You know, God does You don't need to be successful. You just need to be faithful. And when you serve faithfully, he will bring the success automatically in obedience to that heavenly vision. Which heavenly vision? Which God has given to you. Which, which, for which you have prayed already before. Jo khuda ne aapko vision dikha hai. Khuda aapko wo vision achieve karne ke liye taakat, himmat, aur ismaal karega. My dear ones, spiritual leadership should be done by, should be, spiritual leaders should be mature, and have a deep relationship with Christ. I want you to go with me to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 1 and see what Peter talks about himself. Listen to this. He said, to the elders among you. Hi, elders. Good morning. But not all the elders, good morning. All the small group leaders, good morning. Listen to this, what, what Peter is saying to all of us. He said to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder. Because one day Christ gave him the responsibility. We just read in the Gospel of John. 
He said, I'm fellow. I'm just like you. I'm not different than you. See, he could have said, man, I'm an apostle. And you are elder. I'm the one who Christ told me. He, said, he could have said, I as an apostle, writing to you as an elder from the superior positions. He could have said this way. He had every right to do that. But he's not writing from this aspect that I'm an apostle, a very highly successful apostle. God chose me. No, he said, I'm an elder and I'm an equal elder. Just like you are the elder, I'm the same level. This is what I'm talking about. I may be the pastor of the church. That's my position. But I'm a fellow elder with Shine and Anandia and everyone else. I'm a fellow elder. I'm one of the elders. My position is to teach and preach. That's different. But as for the qualifications are concerned, as for the behavior is concerned, the same behavior is expected from them, but is from me. And I, of course, need to lead that, but we are same. Not we are same. All of you, listen to me very carefully. All of you who are believers, all of us on the same level, we are all priests. We are the kingdom of priests. There's no superior and inferior. Yes, there's a different, different aspect of doing things. But all of us, all the believers, all of us go to the same card to be to answer a prayer. Yes, of course, it depends upon your holiness, how you walk and all that. That's important. But if you are walking holy and I'm walking holy, we both are living a good life, then you and me are on the same platform. Spiritual leaders should be mature and have a deep relationship with Jesus Christ. He says to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's suffering, and the one who also will share in the glory to be revealed. He said, one day, Christ is going to come. I'm going to become like him. When that time comes, yes. But I have a relationship. I, 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 in his suffering, in everything, I am one with Christ. And I want to know more about him. My dear one, spiritual leadership is all about maturity. All about maturity. That's why Paul says, somebody who's not spiritually mature, somebody doesn't know what Christian leadership is all about, you make them the elders, you make them the group leaders, they are, are, they are not mature enough yet. How can they lead a group? If you are not spiritually mature, how can you lead a group? You know, I know when in the beginning of the year, when we set some guidelines, that if you want to serve on any church ministry, and especially if you want to lead a small group, we put some conditions in place. We said, if you are a small group leader, you need to be spiritual leader. You need to finish certain courses. It's not that we were strict on them. It's that because I want, we want people who are spiritually mature themselves to lead the small group. So if we're saying that you need to be mature, meaning by you need to look like Jesus Christ, then you need to know, have a certain knowledge of the word of God. How can you really become a Sunday school teacher if you don't know the Bible yourself? If you don't know what study methods are, how can you lead the group? 
So there's important that you have the certain amount of spiritual maturity in order to lead the flock. In first, first Timothy chapter three, verse one to seven, it's a very familiar passage to all of you. And every year, especially the elders, uh, we repeat this. We just did the whole study in the men's group last year, First Timothy 3, 1 to 7, there's more than 20 qualifications which talks about the spiritually mature people. Listen to this, what he says. Here is a trustworthy saying. If anyone sets his heart on being an overseer, he desires a noble task. Now an overseer must be above, above reproach. The husband of but one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money, he must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know, know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? I think one of the biggest qualifications to become a leader in any church, I'm not talking only the elders, even if you're a small group, one of the biggest qualification is, if you can't manage house, small group? I think that's the highest qualification which he puts on that. That is spiritual leaders. You need to be mature. You need to hold all the other guys. But one of the qualifications is very, very important. He says, you must be, the person must be able to run his, her own family before he or she seeks the spiritual leadership in the church. Listen to this. He says, verse, verse uh, 5, uh, verse 6, he, he must not be recent convert. What does that mean? That means he should not, he should be having some knowledge of the word of God. He's and this is what happening in India and Pakistan. That's what new convert is. Because what you're going to do, you're going to teach. What are you going to teach and preach if you don't know the word of God yourself? Should not be recent convert. That means he or she should be mature. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace, into the trap. My dear one, spiritual leadership has to be done by the spiritually mature. And beginning of 2019, most of you are serving somewhere. Make a decision that if you're going to lead the church, a small group, Get involved in some study somewhere. Get busy with some small group where you can learn the word of God yourself. Where you have a good knowledge of God's, God's word and you can teach others because that's important. They should be led and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Very, very important for a small group leader, any, anyone. Jitne bhi khan, ke hum atma ke kabu mein rahe, aur atma ke because it is the work of God, the Holy Spirit in your life. life. He is the one who prompts you to do good. And when you are controlled by the Holy Spirit, you have a Christian behavior. You have a Christian character. And with that, you can serve God. First, first thing Paul, Peter would say that spiritually, spiritual leaders, those leaders, they need to be 
mature and have a deep relationship with Christ. The job of the shepherd is to lead and feed the flock. He protects and provides all their needs. He is one and one with them. Get his hands and feet. feet so that should be feet. Get his hands and feet dirty with them. Rohani leadership to Hana would daftar me back in Uti. Jo Padri Jay Samtak daftar me back in Uska Kam hai, and he spent most of the time in just office. You are not a CEO or executor, you are a shepherd. No. If you are not one with the people, if you don't know their care, what they go through, and what their pains and sufferings are, you need to be one. You need to get your hands and feet dirty with them. And that's why I to elder. You know, elder and you show up in the meetings alone. If you're not, if you're not going to come for the church functions and things like that, of course you have children and you have all the responsibility you need to you need to prioritize where you want to but at the end of the day if you are a small group leader or if you are elder you need to be one with people you are serving them taking care of them that's what christ did he was always he was not sitting in the office he was always with with with, with people taking care of them praying for them teaching them encouraging them and that's the responsibility of all of us. We are the overseers. Overseers ka madhu hai, dekhna what's right, what's wrong, kya kis cheez ki jrurt hai. You know, in, in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 20, uh, I want you to go with me, the, uh, Paul's letter to Ephesians, he called some of the church leaders before he went to Jerusalem. And he, sorry, Acts, yeah. Book of Acts, thank you, Pastor Ji. <laughs> Chapter 21. Well, I don't have my reference here, but he calls 20 and verse 17, Miletus. From Miletus, Paul sent to, Acts chapter 20, verse 17. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, you know how I, live, how I lived the whole time I was with you. From the, the, from the first day I came into the province of Asia. This is Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus, the elders, he called them at Miletus. He said, I serve the Lord with great humility and with the tears. Although I was severely tested by the plots of the Jew, you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that you would be that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly from hello, what your Bible say? House to house. What does that mean? He said, I have visited you. 
I've been with you. And when I visit to you, I preach to you, I talk to you. You know, best opportunity you get to deal with people when you visit them. When you sit with them. Then they share their issues with you. Or to elders, your pastor, and this is what our mentality has become. Most of the pastors are today. They are not the, they are not the servants. They are not the servants. They are the CEO, executive, and they are the visit. Yes, others should visit too. The primary responsibility falls to the pastor to do that and take that responsibility. He said, I went house to house. Personally, I visited you. I knew. And then he says, house to house, I have declared to you, both Jews and Greeks, that they must turn to God in, and, in repentance and have faith in, the, in our Lord Jesus. And now, complete, uh, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me. He said, I know what's going to happen to me. But then he gives them the warning to them that I know when I go, the, 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 some, some, some people will come and they will spoil the church. But if you are not careful, he said, oversee, make sure that nothing happens. You know, I have said this before. Church ki sabse bada jo dushman hai, wo bahar se nahi aata. Sab church ka sabse bada dushman andar se nikalta hai. Most of the time, jo andar ke log hote hain, unhi mein, they become very selfish, are very, very motivated to be leaders in the church. And they are the one who cause division. He, he warned them, not only look outside, but look inside also, all the time. Ke kahi tum mein se koi nikal ke, church ko, the klisiya ko, and most of the time when the church are divided, people don't come from outside to divide the church. It's within the church, people who divide the church. So as a leaders, we need to be very, very careful whether it's a home or church. The principles are the same. He said we need to be shepherds, overseeing people and what's right and what's wrong. God has given us this responsibility, I said, to all of us. All of us. In some capacity, you, if you are serving, you are serving as a leader in, in UCC. And then he say, how should we do it? Well, we should be the servant leader. We should be the servant leader. Or servant leader, the example we get is Christ himself. We're going to see more that later. But we should be doing it willingly. Listen to this again. Go to First uh, Peter chapter 5. He said, be shepherds of God's flock. That's under your care. He does not say that you become a manager or executive officer or whatever. He said, be shepherds of God's flock. That's under your care. Serving as overseer, not because you must, but because, hello, because you are I want to see, I want to hear this. Because you are willing. Not because, not, not somebody twisted your arm. But you want to do. You want the willingness. Because you are not working for a man. You are working for God. You do it, number one, willingly. I said, I shared last night from the life of Jesus Christ. He left heaven and came on the earth. 
not because somebody forced him to. No, he came on this world willingly. Over his divinity, he wore the humanity. And he became a human to serve. And Bible says he became a servant and he became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Yes, we should do it willingly. Number two, we should do it cheerfully. Listen to what he says. He said, verse, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve. That word eager to serve can be translated, do it cheerfully. Khushi ke saath. Tumhare muh pe hansi honi chahiye. You should be happy that God has given you this opportunity to serve. Khushi ke saath. Abraham Lincoln ka ek dost tha. When Abraham Lincoln became a president, he asked him, Abraham, you have become a great man. Give me some job in your office. And Abraham Lincoln asked him, what are you doing now? He said, I'm just a small little evangelist going place to place, just sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And Abraham said, son, I cannot give you better job than this. I cannot give. My dear one, if God has given you the opportunity to serve in any role, do it cheerfully. Khushi ke saath. Taanke aapko bhi khushi mile aur aapki ministry se dousron ko bhi khushi mile. The day I lose joy of serving, I should be retiring from this job. But if I'm, if I'm doing it, I need to do with a smile on my face and say, God has given me the opportunity to make impact in the lives of people. And I said, no ministry is a small ministry. If you're a small group leader, look at how much impact you can create on that small group. If you're a husband in the family, look how much impact you can create on your own family if you're a leader in your family. And as leader, as Christ led, you can, if you can lead your family in the right direction, I think you have done a great job doing that. You're a leader in your family. And if you're a manager at work, or if you have some people working under you, yes, see what kind of impact you can make on them by just your life, if you're doing cheerfully and willingly, all of us, God has given us and even if you are a businessman, look how people work under you, for you. What kind of impact you can make if you don't just servant of God and you're serving and you do it cheerfully. Thirdly, we should do it unselfishly. Listen to this, what he says. He said, verse uh, three, is a, uh, sorry, not willing as God wants to be, not greedy for money. Not greedy for money. I'm sorry to say, but there are many people went to become a pastors in the past. I don't know about today. Today people are coming. They went just because they couldn't do anything else. And they say, at least there is a job to have, you will get a wrong attitude to become a pastor. And even today, many are coming to the ministry because they say, man, people give to the house for ministry just for money. And if that's your intention, 
you are in the wrong business. You know, when you came, no one, no one told, uh, should tell you that you will be rich and millionaire becoming a pastor. I know there are some people who have become millionaire and all that, and they fly jets and all that. Those are rare cases, okay? But average pastors is not going to, or average, sorry, is not going to have a million dollars or something. They're going to have a day-to-day -day life. But there's some people, if you're doing for money, if you're going for greed, then you are in the wrong profession. You know, remember the story of Simon, who, who Peter was healing people, and he has all this power in the book of Acts chapter, I believe it's eight, and he comes, he said, you know, Peter, whatever you have, I'm giving, going, ready to give you the money. Give me this power. And you know why he wanted to have the power? Because he said, I, if I lay hand and the people get healed, they're going to give the money to me. He, his intention was that I want to have this power, whatever power you have, so that I can make some money out of this. And there's a lot of business going in the name of Christ. Tail ki bottle 100 ki, pani ki bottle 50 ki. Ham tail bechne bane ban gaye, pani bechne wale ban gaye, prayer shawl bechne wale ban gaye. I'm sorry to say that, but that's what's happening in the name of Christianity. There are some genuine, some are just doing for the sake of money. Be careful of that. Yes, God prospers. Yes, God heals. Yes, God or all that. We should do it unselfishly. We should lead by example. That's what Paul say, Peter said. He said, not lording it over those who entrusted you, but being example to the flock. Verse 3. He said, You are not the dictator. You are the khadam. Don't become the dictator in the church. Not and Jesus said so many times to his disciples, and he brought one time he brought a child and he put right on the platform. He said, if you want to become great, then you should become like a child. And he said, you are not to lord it over them as a leaders, as a, as a group, small group leader. No, you need to be leading by example. If you want to do something, ask them to do something, then you should be doing something yourself. Isn't that what the Mosaic command was? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and with all your strength. And then Bible say, he said to the fathers, teach that to your children. Same thing as leaders, we have that if we are going to lead, we lead by example. And who better example than Christ himself again? If he said, he bear all the suffering, then he himself did that first. And then he said, अगर मैं तुम्हारा, if I'm as a your master, can do this, then you do the same with one another. See, that's what leading and feeding is all about. Leading by example. And finally, do it with humility. Do it with humility. The example I shared earlier. Humility is a very dangerous thing. The moment you think you have it, 
you lost it. It's a very dangerous thing. The moment I start saying, I'm a big halim, False humility, false pride, that's no way to serve God. Serve with humility. He became humble. Christmas is all about God humbling himself. He left all the glories in the heaven. And on his glory, he wore the humanity and he became servant. He humbled himself. And became obedient to death. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 on. He humbled himself. And became obedient to death. Even death on the cross. And the God gave him the name. That's above every name. So that the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess. You know your honor comes from God. And that's what Peter's point is. Next point. He says verse 4. And when the chief shepherd appears. That's Christ. He said, when he appears, you will receive what? What would you receive? The crown of glory. Jalal Katas. Humans may not recognize you. I said, most of the time, I, I say this. You know, all the small group leaders, just don't give you anything. Why do you spend hours? I, I saw the other day, the kids working here, in day in and day out, till 7 o'clock in the night, 10 o'clock in the night, they're doing. I said, Juicy doesn't give you, you know, food when you are here. But you are here. You know what? Juicy may not give you anything and may not be able to give you anything. Because Juicy, no matter how many volunteers we have, even if we want to pay all the volunteers, we will not be able to pay the volunteers. You know, here are one, two, three. What are the three projects that have been put here? I don't know if you have any projects. You will see, if the children of our work have done our work, I'll give you the example of Christmas what's going to happen on this one. But all these three projects, if we ask the outside company to come and do it, it'll be shine but thousands of dollars of expense, 10,000 dollars expense. We had some contacts, next door church had a lift, we, got, we borrowed from them. There were young people and the old, not old, I mean middle-aged elders. <laughs> they were working from morning till night. Hours, hundreds of dollars of work. Can we pay them? Do we have $10,000 to do this work? No, we don't have $10,000 to do that. But we have manpower. We have billing people to do it. You know, sometimes we do not consider the manpower, the how much people bring into the church. We may have only $200,000 a yearly income of the tithe, but if you add the human value, I think that can easily go up to three hundred or 400000 if you put all the work people have people put in the church. The time hours if they put. I know some of you work $30 or $40 an hour. So if you multiply that, look at the impact. How? So why am I saying all this? I'm saying this. We not bear, but Peter says here, and all those who are working very hard, all we can say that one day you're going to get a crown of glory. Which he says, and when the chief shepherd 
appears, chief shepherd is not Pastor Wilson, he's not a pope, he's not a bishop. Chief shepherd is Jesus Christ himself, the king. When he appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade. हमने बड़े शौक से सर्टिफिकेट दिए लोगों को कि ये बड़ी अच्छी बात सर्टिफिकेट मैंने कहा कई एक सर्टिफिकेट तो अभी भी फेलोशिप हाल के नीचे पड़े हुए हैं और कुछ दिन के बाद दिल भी थ्रोड हो गए और जितनी भी ट्रॉफीज सब मिलते हैं ऑल इज गोइंग टू फेड वे यू नो गेट द पॉल गेट द पिक्चर इन द करंथियन टाइम व्हेन समबडी रैन दे हैड अ रीथ मेड ऑफ द फ्लावर्स एंड द लीव्स वो रीथ उनके यहां पे लगाते थे सिर के ऊपर रख देते थे इफ यू सी द ओल्डन मूवीज द रीथ ऑफ द मेड ऑफ द फ्लावर्स एंड द एंड द एंड द लीव्स कुछ दिनों के बाद वो रीथ जो थी वो फेड हो गई मैंने चाली प्याली फ्लावर दिए एस्टर को एनिवर्सरी के ऊपर सभी को बता रहा हूं मैं वो बड़े अच्छे थे पांच दिन के बाद वो सब के सब फेड हो गए वो सिर्फ पांच दिन रहे बड़ा पानी डाला उनको जितनी भी ग्लोरीज हैं जितने भी फ्लावर्स हैं जितने भी सब है दे आर गोइंग टू फेड अवे वट्स नॉट गोइंग टू फेड अवे इज द ऑनर विच इज गोइंग टू रिसीव फ्राम जीजस क्राइस्ट दैट्स द ओनली परमानेंट and one day he will give to each one of us so our reward will come from him in conclusion i just want to read this statement kenneth ogangal in his book feeding and leading writes so the spiritual leaders and the servant leaders are synonymous same thing whether you call spiritual leader or you call them servant leader same thing without spirituality there is no servant leadership listen to me all the small word without spirituality there is no servant leadership if you are not growing if you are not studying the word of god there is no such thing as spiritual leadership without a servant mindset there is no spirituality in leadership so my dear ones let's be faithful and let's serve him because one day we will stand before him and whether we'll say well done my good faithful faithful servant or he will say i don't even know you who you are i'm sure you don't want to hear that you want to hear sabash mere acche aur wafadar naukar khuda aapko badi barkat de on this christmas season as you continue to serve him keep those principles from first peter chapter 5 verse 1 to 4 and we'll continue next week the rest of the lesson would you close your eyes with me and everyone who is in a small